that one the, this one this it's getting more and more screamy which i yeah. like mm-hmm. soon will be squelting for the moment <laughs> squelting into the mic you guys this is urgent care i'm joel kim booster i'm mitra johari and that little thing you just heard that's just a thing we do that's a fun thing we do up top that's not the podcast that's if you're just the- tuning in for the first time welcome Welcome. Welcome. Sit down. Make yourself at home stay a while stay Our, an hour yeah. kick about. off your shoes please Kick off your shoes. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Um, <laughs> you guys, if you're just tuning in for real, though, this isn't an advice podcast, okay? And that's what we do here. That's what we do. That's what you're doing in our house. Um, you get, you call, you email, um, and we answer your advi- your questions to the best of our abilities, which... We're, you know, it's we don't have them, and we're trying, no, but we're going to... We're no very abilities. open about the fact that we can't help and yes. we will probably make it worse it is but, sort of the ethos of the entire podcast we did it we did this because we can't help and we yeah, thought it'd be funny it's funny that we can't help so yes. just just let, letting you guys know where we're coming from so we can exactly. all come from a place of empathy and it's 10 times as funny when people leave reviews reminding us that we're not helping people <laughs> uh, that, that, that is truly my favorite thing it is it, it, it like really i just like i i come from it um <laughs> now mitra how are you you know i'm a lot better than i was last week um yeah i feel like i the the biggest issue for me is still just like the fog of being inside all day and like mm-hmm doing creative work and just feeling very dull like my mind is not sharp it feel like i feel like i'm i'm like constantly trying like chugging coffee or just like trying to do anything to make feel. myself feel awake <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to feel <laughs> feel anything at all well it's like at what like I, my favorite part of the day is when it turns from coffee time to wine time and they sort of seamlessly transition in, in from one to the other <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's me, yeah. but with weed. Um, that's beauty. And you know what? I think the fact that both either of us are waiting at all for that transition is sort of empowering. Um, that's I, that's to a beautiful. lot of people listening. And and listen, if you're listening and you don't wait, that's fine too. I envy you. Yeah. Um, that but is good. Overall, I'm glad to hear. Okay. Um, that is good. I felt like. You know the the normal like the normal bad stuff, but I felt like I was getting a little better at like when I'm able powering through. I think that's mm-hmm. sort of the name of the game. Is like, is this a time when I should just let myself watch eight hours of Sex in the City, or could I get up for twenty minutes and, and then do that afterwards? That is nice. That sounds. How nice. are you? I'm doing good. I'm I'm like still doing good. Um, it does feel strange that um, for us it is week six, I guess, and for those listening, it's like week seven or eight. And um, you know, it. I guess my thing now is that I I worry about getting used. Like I I am sort of upset that I'm used to it now, um, mm-hmm. and it. It does make me feel and like I got I really I like you just you can't stop being like vigilant about like local politics and what our government what your local and state and national government is doing to help people who, you know, aren't able to just sit in their houses and record podcasts you know and it's really easy to forget that now that we're sort of over the hump of like the initial like whoa this is weird what we're doing and like being act staying yeah, it's activated hard to is like it, it yeah because i mean i know i feel like a, a huge dullness in my mind from just sort of lack of in person to person engagement and mm-hmm. stimulation so kind of it is it is more for me it feels like I mean, I'm I'm lucky that it is a, a choice to be engaged largely um, with re- just with a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff that the virus affects. But 
I it is it I in a in a world right now where like every little thing that I do feels monumental where it's like come on bitch just brush your teeth it will you're right there you're so close to the bathroom so anything feels hard that's that's another worry is that as if you look at sort of the x and y axis as my sort of personal standard for cleanliness vis-a-vis my body has gone down my standard for cleanliness around the house has skyrocketed like, I cannot see a crumb <laughs> on the same. counter without lunging at it. But I refuse to run, like, a piece of soap across my backside, you know? I just, like, refuse to wash my yes. ass. I refuse. I won't do it. For who? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I did get, I did talk about my quarantine oh my boyfriend last week, but, like, only once a week, you know? So, only once a week am I washing any of my parts this is the weird thing I've discovered about having sex with just one person. Once you're only having sex with just one person, you really don't want to have sex with them as much as you would normally. At least I <laughs> Yeah, and I, I guess mean, that's not a shocking revelation to anybody who knows me or my brand, but um, it has sort of deadened. Like, I really now <laughs> only want to see him when I am, like, craving human touch in a really visceral way. I mean, I think, you know, that, I mean, it's the same thing, like, when you've been... With wit? You (laughs) (laughs) I only want to see wit when I'm craving touch in a really visceral way. I mean, (gasps) not not. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we found out. Wit does not listen to the podcast, you bitch. Um, Let's get to some... Wit consumes all of my material. Ew. That's Ew. disgusting. That's the worst way to, to put anything I have. What consumes all of my material? That's so vile. Your I didn't material. mean it like that, but I. <laughs> but it is beautiful, and we it have to agree on that. <laughs> it is gorgeous. So, listen, guys, we're going to jump in in here, but if you. Well, um, after hearing the sort of flawless entry into this episode of the podcast, <laughs> want advice from these two people, you can call us at 323-334-0371 or email is urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, anything advice related, really. Um, and, and we really did get some concerns this week. Which we did great. get some concerns, and I think <laughs> that is great. So, Dana, play that first voicemail, please. Play that first track. <laughs> Solange is the younger sister. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> this is my ring. I, oh, God. The laugh at the end. Wait, play it again. Play it again, because I talked over the best part. Solange is the younger sister. How dare you? So angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's that laugh at the end. It's so that funny, because he really, in just like one sentence, goes through so many different emotions, sort of incredible anger and sort of laugh, disgust like disgust and humor i love it all and here's what i will say mm-hmm. um first of all that man called in at um roughly like just past midnight so literally maybe mm-hmm. the first person to listen to the podcast upon release of so course, for yes. that we thank you yes <laughs> and and felt so moved that i don't even think he continued listening to the podcast i think he called mm-hmm. he dropped what he was doing and he called immediately so thank you here's what i will say that mm-hmm. we here at Urgent Care, our official stance is Solange mm-hmm. is older. Okay? Yeah. Um, and and we had a lot of sort of internal discussion because, uh-huh. you know, when we when we get the kind of audience feedback that uh-huh. we got over we got a lot. our assertion, um, and it's our assertion, mm-hmm. we stand united. Subjectively, Solange um, is and older. Yes, we as a podcast and, you know, as as a family mm-hmm. uh, agree that Solange is the oldest The entire sister. Earwolf family, actually. Every podcast. Hollywood Handbook. How did this get made? Scam Goddess. All of them. Yo, is this racist? They all, they all are standing behind us on this. Solange is the older sister. And listen, we never said, in fact, <laughs> we discussed this quite thoroughly up top. A lot of what we say on here is wrong. Okay? We yes. never promised to be right. And, and we really promised to to be wrong. We and, promised and- <laughs> to be wrong. In our very first pilot episode, we promised to be wrong. And and so we are standing united and wrong. But you know, and I will say in in this case we are not wrong. Uh Solange no, 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 no. is I would never say I would never say that, that was wrong. Solange is the oldest. Solange is the oldest. And that is gonna be our first piece of merch, actually. <laughs> 
a t-shirt that says Solange is older. Um, you know what? I want that actually to maybe be our only piece of yeah. merch. <laughs> you, everyone has a lot of great, great, great merch ideas, but I think that we will only be, and it'll be slate gray, black, aerial font, Solange is older. <laughs> and maybe, maybe a visor too, but that's it. I want, yeah, I want like a cute little baseball cap that says Solange is older. No, just a visor. Just one of those Velcro visors that you can wear upside down and backwards if you want. (laughs) We're we're committing to the visor. (laughs) And that's the, that's just the decision that we made. But thank you for for calling. We have another concern. Very concerned. Yeah. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. Uh, my name is Rebecca. First time, long time. And I am calling in response to uh, the Sally May call. And I just want to preface this by saying I am a licensed therapist, so my opinion is correct. Okay, okay. big deal. Um, okay. So I feel that it was a bit extreme uh the advice that you gave i feel like there's a middle ground that you can reach where if somebody's offering you money and you're taking it that doesn't mean you have to put up with all of their shit and i feel like there is a tactful way to say dad i i appreciate that this is hard for you and yet i am not the person who can help you with this problem i really appreciate the money that you're giving me but like this is a lot for me to handle And if the dad then decides to retract the money, then that's his choice, but let that be his choice. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like you shouldn't have to put up with people's bullshit for a little scholarship money. Anyway, love you guys. Take care. Okay, so I um, refused. I, I think both of us have this disease where everything, every piece of advice we give, as soon as we say it, we forget it. Um, yes, I do remember this call. I don't remember exactly what we said, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say we gave this exact advice. I I refuse. I also I, and I'll say we did not discuss we did not discuss this nope. email at all prior mm-hmm. to doing this. And I not, it occurred we to never me do. That I we <laughs> never do. But it occurred to me to re-listen to the episode and I actively chose not to re-listen to the episode. And I believe that we gave this exact same advice. I believe. So, and there's no way anyone can prove us. Actually, no way to prove us wrong. And in fact, for this woman sort of attacking us in this way, I want our listeners to track her down, voice, <laughs> using only her voice to track her down online, dox her and sort of, um, sort of, I, she's the villain. She's the new villain. She's the new <laughs> villain of the podcast um, for doing this, for sort of throwing her credentials in our faces as though, and I want to extend a, a, a frequent mantra on this podcast that you know, we say doctors can be anybody and we include licensed therapists in that. Okay. Doctors can be anybody. Doctors and can be anybody. And so we don't know. We don't know who we this don't know. person is. We don't know. We're, oh, we're supposed to take her at face value. That exactly. she's a therapist. Though I will why... say, I will say, I do think it's in the spirit of the podcast that she said that she's a licensed therapist. Therefore, her opinion must be correct. Right. A famously subjective line of work. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do want to say thank you for playing into sort of the vibe of the podcast by yeah. saying something so deranged. <laughs> and I want to say, too, that like we value you and we love that you listen and we want you to continue to listen, even though you are our new villain and um, people will track you down voice alone. Um, they are going to listen through all the voice records that are in the Library of Congress of licensed therapists. Because I don't know if all our listeners know this, but when you become a licensed therapist, you have to record a voice sample and it goes into the Library of Congress so that people can <laughs> What is you. scary about this is that like it could be true. It could be true. Like <laughs> so many things I say, it could be true. <laughs> so to our listeners, if this is true, don't hurt this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're JK. That's a great piece of advice. I'm sure that I actually do believe that we gave pretty probably similar advice, but we probably um, it was probably presented in such a chaotic way that um, yeah. it never hurts to have someone else sort of come and be our backup. You know, statistically speaking, we said something insane. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but true and right and good. <laughs> yeah, and so before to that end, before we get into the real calls, Dana, um, producer Dana, yeah, I know that you had mentioned that you had a small problem that you wanted um, our advice from, and this is very unorthodox, very unorthodox to do it this way. But what is your question? Okay, so I guess I need to preface 
I am an only child, so I think this okay. like kind of makes okay. sense. Okay, remember, Dana, the two-minute rule applies to you as well. All right, okay. so. Okay, got it. I'm an only child. No <laughs> special treatment, okay? And me talking over you right now, that counts against your two minutes. So I would be assertive here. Okay, I'm the clock is going. Okay, so what can I do to convince my parents to use Zoom? Because I have been trying to get them to be like willing to essentially do use any kind of technology beyond like they have androids they refuse to get iphones they like their phone they don't care um and you know i feel like that like i've been seeing because being in quarantine so many other people's parents have been like at least trying to use it Mm -hmm. at least attempting to use it and make a connection face-to-face rather than just the phone. And both my parents are like, no, we like phone calls. Just call us. We don't We don't want to use Zoom. We don't want to try to use Zoom. We don't care. And I feel like and they live in Connecticut and I live in LA. And it's like, who knows when we're going to be out of quarantine. Anybody, do you guys or do, do the listeners have any suggestions about how to convince boomer parents <laughs> to, it's not even the it's not even an insult. They are literally boomer yeah. <laughs> to use Zoom or any tech beyond the base. So, Mitra, what are we going to call this person? Yes. Um, uh, um, okay, have, oh, I have one. Um, okay. okay, Zoomer. <laughs> okay, Zoomer. Yes. Okay. So, okay, Zoomer. I think this is a tough one because I have um, pretty Luddite parents, too, who don't really want to adapt, but my mom has started using FaceTime recently. Is there, um, have you thought about, do, are they on Facebook at all? Like a lot They're of on Facebook. That's actually, what's really bizarre is that the only way I really communicate with them is through Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Okay, and- doesn't Facebook Messenger have a video option that you can use yeah. via like Android to iPhone, I think? Yes, have uh, you tried so- that? So maybe they're try not- that first because that's like a technology that they're already familiar with, you know, and it's just one little baby step further. I think it's almost like less the tech and more like they just... They don't want to see your face? <laughs> they are just like very like, we like phone calls. Phone, We just like phone calls. It's that's just- fair. I think then you need to really, and I'm sure you have in some ways, I think you really need to express to them that like how important it is that you see their face. And I think you tell them that you're dying. I think you lie. <laughs> yeah. I think there's you some up- way to lie. Again, a lot of my advice comes down to lying, but I do think that like you really make it seem urgent or you say, I have something to show you and you don't tell ah. them what it is, but you make it seem like you're pregnant. Okay. Yeah. And you you talk around it and you say, I've got something to show you. It's a really big, it's a really, really big announcement. It's a really important picture. It's ultra (laughs) important. I hope it sounds ultra important to you because it is. And then and it's a baby. And and then you get on the call and you show them your Apple Watch that you just bought. See, it's a little it's a little it's like an iPad, but it's a baby and it's ultra important. You know? So um I think that's it. That feels so good. That's yeah. you, does that sound like did we help you that feels really good yeah it's mainly like <laughs> all of their friends are playing like zoom games like we're doing like jackbox mm-hmm. with, like family friends and stuff yeah. and they're like eh like it's like they're acting like they're like in their late 80s but they're like 62 yeah i mean you can't make them hang out with people but you can tell them how badly you it, how much it would mean to see their faces and, and also that you you know you can allude to the fact that you might be pregnant um i'm just gonna good. thank okay. you so much guys you are very welcome if you guys have any advice for producer dana and her um forthcoming child please again <laughs> and we will back. also be posting the amazon wish list for her baby registry mm-hmm. <laughs> we're really going full stop until her parents see her face let's take a break and then when we come back we'll jump into some calls And we're back. Um, And before we jump into calls, I forgot an important piece of business up top. (laughs) Here's the deal, you guys. We have been getting truly flooded. Unbelievable (laughs) amount. An unbelievable amount of questions regarding anal sex. 
And this is a question I don't. I th- I believe we've answered not once, not twice, but maybe even close to three times, two and a half times at least on minimum. The podcast. And specifically bottoming, I'll say like specifically uh, bottoming. Yes, yeah. I guess if you have some concern, it's it's really as easy as just sticking it in. And I gotta say, actually, that I'm a bad cop, so maybe that's bad advice. Um, but here's the thing: <laughs> we cannot answer any more questions about. It. We just can't. We can't take out any more time to talk about it. It is foreplay lube and preparation okay whatever that means to you i I, you know pretty the the venmos have been rolling in i've been getting dollars upon dollars you really about pure for men um i'm not gonna say um but yes um the thing is it's just we can't answer the, the the we could actually maybe release a patreon episode where we go through every question that is the same which is i feel nervous or i um a bottoming um and we can answer them each specifically but i will just say like you really it's one of those things you got to learn by doing it's trial and error babe <laughs> we should release an episode where um we just give Actually, I was about to say we should release an episode where we just give misinformation about everything, but then I realized that's our whole that show. Is our- <laughs> yeah. So I guess if you want a, a Patreon episode where Misha and I talk exclusively about anal, all proceeds going to the LA Food Bank, please um, write <laughs> and flood us um, with info or just donate to the LA Food Bank. They need it right now. Um, and that's that on that. That's that on anal. And honestly, though, if you think you have a spin on the anal question and you want to give it a shot, Please, by all means. Hey, by all means, your your funeral, baby. (laughs) What's the worst that can happen? We humiliate you. Um, (laughs) Speaking of humiliating someone, Dana, please play that first call. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, artful transition. I'm Mitra. So this is a guy who called at the the third episode who had a mold in his apartment and in his lungs. I'm all better now, but I have a new question. (laughs) So I just recently started dating this guy before quarantine, and we've been spending a lot of time together. But he is uh, recently a bottom, and so he comes super oh, quickly. And I am a little more on the experienced side, but uh, he likes to come real quick, and then he likes to take, like, an hour nap. And then he wants to get <laughs> right back to it. So... What should I do in that hour time of period where he just wants to cuddle? Like, is it okay if I play Animal Crossing or do I have to be like fully into the cuddle? Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Okay. And you know, as is our tradition many times, your grandfather did. If you call Dan before, it may not seem fair, but your family to us and especially the mold call, because that was, as you all recall, one of my most triumphant moments. I mean, and that's something that I feel, you know, Joel's still kind of riding the high of being right about the mold situation, <laughs> even though ultimately someone had mold in their lungs. In their lungs. But I <laughs> but, was right about but, it. But what's so. beautiful about this podcast is we can still celebrate that because mm-hmm. Joel was right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. Um, I say... You can do whatever you. It, it, as soon as his he begin he gets into the REM cycle, all bets are off. You can do anything. Oh my god! It, to yeah. him, anything, <laughs> no. That's, actually, no. I don't even want to joke about that. Um, you can do anything you want as long as you can get out of the bed without waking him up. That's yeah. the rules. Just make sure that the way that you land uh, involves like you like you're not underneath him in any way. Like no like leg draped mm-hmm. over you or something. Make like sure that. you are the um, what, a spooning position is good for this because then sometimes you can like, if you got headphones you can play Animal Crossing in the mobile mode while you're spooning, which is I I've <sighs> done this many times being. Big or little spoon just on my phone while the other person sleeps. Of course. I feel like that's like when I read the most articles. (laughs) It's like like, (laughs) wits falling asleep. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I guess I'll read long form journalism. (laughs) You got some long form. Oh, I don't even. I'm so tired. I can't do it. I can't go there with wits penis today. Can't go there with wits penis today. And that's what you need to say. To him I can't. the next time he approaches you. <laughs> and th- that's our advice for this caller, too. Is say, can't yeah. go there with Wits Penis today. Wow. Yeah. Of- oh, wait. Do we, co- do we rename him? No. <gasps> he gets, he oh, gets the forgot. same name, right? I don't I know. Can't remember, I can't remember. We were, were, were we even naming people regularly when he called in with mold? I mean, we've given, we just- we've given one that one girl who's called in at like nine different names. So I do feel like we owe this person a name. <laughs> that is true. 
So let's um, call this person. Let's see. More, he's more on the experience side. It takes him an hour to come. That's a long time to wait. That's a um, long time to wait. Oh uh, wait, the Acela, um, <laughs> Acela, Crossing. Um, what about um, you're like um, instead of like, because it because it takes like they fall asleep where it's where it's like you're not like running train, you're walking train. <laughs> walking train, I like that. And we dubbed him Walking Train. So I think he's probably glad that we took the time to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad we circled back and gave him a, a, a newer, better name. I really don't even think we got it. We gave him a name because I remember his call. It was so caustic. And I think we just were in a panic and we're ready to diagnose him. Um, okay, Dana, roll us into that second track. <laughs> Hi, uh, Joel and Mitra, Mitra, Mitra and Joel. Um, oh, I oh. am... Two, two extra ones for me. 20-something oh. woman living in a city, and my roommate lost her job, which really sucks, and I have been trying to be there for her. But she is, it's uh, early, or early-ish April now, um, and she is asking if we could, like, try to not pay rent in our apartment, and um, there has not been a rent strike declared in the country or the city that I live in and I just feel uncomfortable our landlord is like a pretty old lady um and I don't want to put her out but I also don't want to put my friend out who lost her job um so any advice that you have I want to be sensitive to everyone I still have my job so obviously I'm in a really privileged position and i just want to be cognizant of that thank you love you guys bye okay okay so we got a roommate rent mimi uh <laughs> maureen <laughs> joanne um, um yeah it's like who is she in the rent cast is the question benny <laughs> benny benny with an i because it's a girl <laughs> bernice bernice Bernice. Um, I think Bernice, oh, she's, Bernice from Rent. Bernice from Rent. <laughs> Bernice from Rent is your name. So Bernice <laughs> from Rent. This is I. This is tough, and I almost didn't pick it because it's a tough thing. It's a tough call because I get sort of like the human element of this, but you got to support your friend, okay? Because um, your landlady, not your friend. And here's the thing: there is never going to be a rent strike declared as though it's like an official thing. It is like. You actually, if you, I don't know what city you're in, but maybe research it. I'm sure that there are actually tenants unions that are forming wherever you are, especially if you live in a major city. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like the, the fact that it hasn't happened yet doesn't necessarily mean that you can't um, be involved in one. And I'm sure that there are probably organizers who are. So maybe A, look into that. B, I think definitely I, like doing doing research to see like especially people in your area, but really understanding like what people who are making this decision are doing, how they're going about it. Like I yeah. know that there are some people who paid like a portion of their rent too. like if that's an option for you guys. Like I wonder if like I wonder if it's there is a solution in the middle that could make you feel comfortable that doesn't completely put your roommate out. But I think no matter what. Yeah, I would choose Certainly my do not tell your landlady that you can pay your rent. I mean, even if you, like, I, I think you don't start there. Because if you start at a place of, like, I can pay, but she can't. Like, I, I think, like, there's, you got to work her down. Because here's the other thing, like, there's a lot of, I, I know in LA, in California, it's like this, like, there was a mortgage uh, moratorium. And there mm -hmm. wasn't a rent uh, moratorium, which is fucked up. Like, right. why should... Like there, if like you, you should definitely make sure and check and see what's happening with your landlady's mortgage before you go and make any decisions. Or because, quite honestly, like I don't know, I really do not well, think that land ownership is a reasonable way to make money. But that's right. But it's like point. your 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 landlady might be protected in a way that you and your yes, roommate are not. And your so roommate are not. see. So. Make sure you understand what your rights are and what what kind of assistance your land lady right. is getting because honestly, it might make the decision she, a lot easier why would why would your landlady push to have her her needs taken care of if she's getting most of the money that she needs so i think like it's not necessarily like it's like 
It's tough. I get it. I get it. It's hard. I, I quite honestly, and I, I don't, he has other jobs. This is just like a, an investment property for him. My landlord is a nice guy, but I told my neighbors straight up. I said, if you cannot pay, I will not pay either. And that's just, I think like solidarity with the person who's on your class level is more important than uh, whoever this old lady is. And she might be a saint, but she's still a landlord. And I know a lot of people probably aren't going to, are probably maybe more sympathetic to old lady landlords than I am. But I think that in this situation, in the current situation that we're at, start with seeing what's happening in your area and seeing what's happening for your landlady. Yeah. See what your options are. Talk with your roommate, um, but support the people who yeah. need your help. But I understand that it's a be really... Be a Maureen. Don't be a Bernice. <laughs> I think... I understand that it's like an incredibly complicated situation. It, so it I really, really it, have sympathy for this, but I am not an aggressive person. I am not a uh, confrontational person by nature. So I understand that it can be very difficult in this situation to just not want to deal with either party in this mm-hmm. and, and hope for things to go back the way they are. But I think, you know, in your heart, because you called and you know, our politics, you know, our politics here. <laughs> at Care, okay. We're agents of chaos, anarchists. We voted for Jill Stein. <laughs> We run, Jill, we run Jill Stein's campaign. And Jill Stein said to us, she's whis- actually, she's whispering in my ear. She's on the Zoom. Jill, get out. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Now now Jill's kissing Joel's neck? Fuck. <laughs> horny. <laughs> yeah, she's so horny. I, we got to get to the next call because, or the next email because she, she needs, um, I need to consume her materials i thought you were saying we got to get to the next scene as though each call is a scene and, and they are i they I, are. Res- I actually i respect that position <laughs> great you want to read this email it would be my honor <laughs> sent said sincerely but sounded vicious <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes of urgent care also, um, every time I record an ad, I have to do it like four times because I sound sarcastic. <laughs> Is that a bad thing to say on the podcast? Okay. No, I love it. <laughs> do you need help? Well, better help might be for you. I'm trying to be like perky and energetic, but I just sound like a fucking bitch. So. <laughs> and meanwhile, I don't, I like go into a mode that scares me. I hate that I have a voice inside of me that is that. Well, you um, act. You're like you're there. You're present. Yeah. You are. You slip your full method. You are. You are the man. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, I'm I like, work for a startup that sells <laughs> mattresses. Um, and I go, yeah, you like fucking beds, idiot. <laughs> How about a discount? <laughs> Read the goddamn email. <laughs> Make me. Oh, no, I will. <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. I broke up with my boyfriend at the end of February, shortly before the Corona stuff started going down. He was lovely and kind and really hot, but I didn't see a future for us. So I cut it off after about six months. Obviously, I had no idea what the coming weeks were going to hold. I figured I would get on with my life and enjoy my new freedom. Now that I've been quarantined alone for a thousand years, I find myself thinking about him and longing for him a lot, even when I remind myself of the things I hated about the relationship. I'm so tempted to text him, but feel nothing good or productive could possibly come of it. I didn't expect to be this distraught over him, but I can't escape these thoughts when I know that he's less than two miles away, stuck at his home, just like I am. Am I simply spiraling from the isolation? Is he just a mental placeholder figure for my general longing for human contact? Do you have any advice for a sad bitch in the throes of heartbreak during a global crisis? Thanks a bunch. Love y'all both. Okay. Okay. Where, what's her name? So they're two miles away. Two miles away. She's hung up on her which eggs. Which is a little over 10,000 feet apart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 10,000 feet. I was about to say. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it because we share one tiny oh, little brain cell. Oh, my and God. Where Opening it, it my reside. mouth to sing 525,600 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh my god, that makes me Wait, sick. Dana, how many how many feet are in a mile? I know what it. Oh wait, how many feet are in a mile? Uh, I know it's like five thousand two hundred and eighty six. You know it's like. <laughs> That's what I have to look this up. How many? Oh yeah, five thousand two hundred and eighty. <gasps> eighty. Oh wow, I was so close. You're so close. So, so times two, that's 5,000. That's 4,280. Times two. <laughs> it's 10,560. You are 10,560 feet away. <laughs> but, the, but times two. Well, I said 10,560 feet away. Seasons of. Oh, so, so sh- she is seasons of sad bitch. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. 
seasons of sad bitch. So today's and that is rent. Yeah, and really, <laughs> that is sort of the vibe I think for a lot of people right now. Is this is the season of the sad bitch for sure? Dude. And here's here's the short answer. Yes. Yeah. yeah the answer to this question <laughs> is, is yes. yes this you are absolutely spiraling because of corona and this is terrible timing yes but do not call do not text no i mean i literally last night was like you know who i haven't thought about in a while the guy that i took to homecoming my junior year of high school <laughs> i was like what's going on <laughs> yeah this, this this crisis has backed us all up into a very teeny tiny little corner and we're all sort of going into an emotional fight or flight um and um well, and there's like so little a lot of different ways for people yeah and it's like we're, we're not seeing our friends in in like a real way so we're like I at least feel myself like generating mm-hmm. drama and like adding stakes to the situation and being like, yeah, I guess I should like DM my like high school date to homecoming and just see like what he's up to just so I can like have any attention from yeah. anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, like being yeah. like recently, recently broken, like recently in a breakup, I think, I mean, I, it just, and the proximity so too, hard. I think is another thing. Cause I think that like, that's it. And like y- you, you've actually, I think like, it is it's such a bad idea because here's the thing is nothing this will this will change the world in a lot of fundamental ways hopefully hello you know uh, maybe you know healthcare changes in this country a little bit but ultimately it will not change the things that made your relationship not work when we leave okay yeah it might feel like a little bit of a salve right now but jump on tinder girlfriend okay like truly just swipe your little thumb until it's bloody because mm-hmm. that will scratch ultimately the itch that you need scratch which is just you know male attention some yes intimacy. get some fucking male attention from the internet and see what that does for you because <laughs> here's the thing i think that there's we're also forgetting like what he wants in this and you don't know and and and, and i'm sure that you've probably like imagined that he's going through the same experience of like pining after you but not wanting to touch it and um i guarantee you he's playing xbox right now and jerking off and does not care if you live or die (laughs) does that help you need to know that you need to know that honestly that would help me like i know i know like if i were going through a breakup and the guy right now was like do like dnr get out i would be like okay great um so just assume that he's doing that and i'm speaking um, for him have um have a lot of fun getting uh random saucy messages from guys on dating apps we all just have to get good at cyber okay you pick you get your one person and now that's really not done it for me and so i've just gotten really good at cyber and we all need to okay get really good at cyber and while you look that up we're gonna take a break um and we're back so what See, that's the voice, Mitra. You can't talk to people that way. And we're back. Jealous? <laughs> <laughs> I am a little bit. I am a little jealous that you're back because it takes me a little bit. It takes me a second. So, Dana, um, I believe we have another voicemail. Could you call, Could you play it, please? Oh, hi, Mitra. Actor. I have a question about a really good friend of mine. We only met about, like, six months ago, but she's such a sweetheart literally one of the nicest and most caring people I know. Um, but I have a problem. So now that we're in quarantine, you know, we can't see each other in person. We basically communicate through Snapchat and Instagram. Except she is constantly sending me Instagram posts from private accounts. So I can't see any of the Instagram posts. She just asked me to follow the accounts, and I don't want to do that because they're all stupid <laughs> meme accounts. Mm-hmm. But sharing mm-hmm. stupid memes is, like, a really good way to stay in touch and, like, you know, say that you're thinking about someone by sending them a funny meme, but I refuse to follow these stupid meme accounts. So how do I, like, get her to stop sending me these memes um, in, like, a nice way? I don't know. It just really pisses me off. <laughs> and I don't want to be mean to her because she is the nicest person ever. All right. Thanks. I well, love this. 
I do too, because it is like, it's the sort of like platonic ideal for us because it is so petty and small. And yet yes. I feel, I feel the visceral rage that this person yes. feels about it. It honestly feels like pre-corona problem yeah. in a beautiful way a, where it like, it felt to me like, yeah. oh yes, more of this. Please, if you're listening, if you're listening, send us more <laughs> petty shit. <laughs> um, so what are we going to name this person? I do think there is sort of a a real obvious choice that we could go with and it's unfortunate and but read <laughs> me meme <laughs> i <laughs> i wish that the listeners could see the jaw drop situation <laughs> that that caused. And it's it's rare, I think, that like, because normally I'm the one saying the upsetting thing. And not, yeah. not even upsetting, mm-hmm. but just the thing that's like, excuse? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was perfect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you we The way that we can sort of always surprise each other. Yeah. Is- <laughs> it's beautiful. It's what keeps the sexual chemistry alive. It doesn't feel like I'm having <laughs> sex with the same person every week. It feels like I'm recording a podcast with my friend Mitra every week and things could... <laughs> anything could happen anything could um, happen so it's me me <laughs> yeah exactly and it, again you can july if you again are listening to this you act, actually have to figure out a way to put a music <laughs> note and if this is the if this is the title you decide it has to be me me <laughs> and imagine listening to this having no context for what rent is and not i mean a, i don't care I don't no, care. No, exactly. I This isn't for you. I don't care about. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing here? I actually if if we have a listener that doesn't know rent, then I would like to disinvite them from being yeah, exactly. a listener. Please stop being a fan. <laughs> yes, I, to quote to quote Joel, please stop being a please fan. Being or a fan. or stop this, watch rent, start that, the episode yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> stop what you're doing, watch rent. Beautiful. I made three different sets of parents in high school go and see that with me. Oh, that's also, very sweet. Also, so high, senior year of high school was when the Rent movie came out. And it was also when I moved out of the house and it had like some tumult with my religious parents. But I spent Christmas that year with my friend's family. And it was like a big extended family Christmas. And they had like sent out the word. They're like, this gay teen is coming to spend Christmas with us. <laughs> and what did every single aunt get me for Christmas that year? I got five copies of the Rent movie soundtrack. I love I that. I shoot you not. I shoot you not. And it's like, of course, if you hear from your sister that your daughter's friend who is gay and was like experiencing trouble at home is coming to spend Christmas with you. What do you get a gay teen who's homeless? Rent, you fucking idiot. So yeah, you know, they just need to communicate a little bit more about I it. I can't also, tell you how many LOL copies. that they thought I didn't I didn't already own it, but <laughs> I mine is um I have approximately two thousand copies of The Daily Show, Oral History, Bossy mm. Pants, Mitty Kaylee's book. Oh. Um, Oof. Um, Oof. Amy Poehler's book. Just so many. It all makes sense, but it it makes so too much sense. Yes, it's like well, at Think a certain harder. point, you must you must assume that I have been have been gifted this. By, there was one Christmas <gasps> where, uh, where I got two copies of Bossy Pants and just sort of like pretended that I was like, I actually want two. <laughs> yeah, this is good. One for every room in the house. Um. Well, I was like, I was still in college, I think, and it was like, oh, I'll have one at like at home, home, and then like my home. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so anyway. back to this person's question. Back um, to the show. I feel similarly. This happens. My normie friends, who I love and adore and cherish, do this to me all the fucking time. They send mm-hmm. me these accounts, love and secrets in LA and LOL grinder and like. All of us, M. Coots steals your feed. And if any of those people are listening, God bless you. It, you're doing a service for a lot of people. But it is so frustrating because I also do not, I don't know what it is. I, this is why I had to pick the call because I understood the anger that well, she I hate it because like, I, I resent being, account. I resent being told what to do. Like, if you have good stuff, I'll follow you. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to make me do well, this. And for us, it's a little complicated and it's hard to explain to somebody who is following a meme account that half the memes that they are sharing with us are stolen from our friends. And so <laughs> also that. that's like a, a weird thing to like 
try and explain to someone and like it, and they don't see it as like something that someone wrote. They just see it as like a meme. And it, once it becomes a meme, it sort of becomes, it belongs to everybody. And I get that. And I, we're, yeah. we sort of need to move past that as a culture because that's just how it is now. Yeah. But I think like there's a part of me that wants to hold on and be like, actually someone tweeted that out and they really cared about it. And now it's like blowing up in a way that like they're not connected to. But anyways, I digress. This is what I told all my friends to do. Screenshot it, send it to me that way because she's right. It is a really sweet, like so many, it is how a lot of people communicate and it is how a lot of people, it's, it's a new love language sharing mm-hmm. memes i i just i've sort of just sucked like i'll suck it up and follow and then i'll usually follow so i can see the thing and then unfollow if i if i feel that i must see um but i also you can also just make like a side account for the memes or something that she could send stuff to it just seems like a lot of work to do that but yeah. if you like just tell really want a screenshot see- that's what i do because yeah. it, unless it's a video which can be a little bit more complicated i guess but like yeah i wouldn't ask anybody to like screen record a video and send but it to me if it's just a little tweet or something like that just have her send the screenshot and then you still get everybody wins okay yeah. you get to you get to communicate and you get to like absorb the love that your friend is clearly sh- showing for you. And you don't have to, you know, up that follower count. Cause I get it, girl. I get it. I want to keep that follower count low too. I want to keep it low. I don't want, I don't want to bear. I don't want my feed cluttered with these fucking like same shit every single time. It's just a picture of a drag queen. It's just a picture of a drag queen reappropriated. <laughs> That's it. Um, usually in my usually. experience. And I love it. And I love it. All right. So um, I'm there's we have an email and I will read it. <clears throat> Gorgeous. Hey, Mitra and Joel. Okay. Again, no sort of not playing with the bit here. Um, <laughs> I know we're, people this week really were not playing into the game of being like, well, we both equally. I, I did like there was the one woman, I believe our therapist who sort of it was so business and I loved it. It was, hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. Um, it, it sounded like aloha to her. Yeah, you know? She, like she knew of, that she needed to do it. She was it, like... It stopped being this out of the names way. and just became a greeting. And that's yeah, what I... I sort of love. Well, it's it's business with her and her yeah. first time, long time. Can't even can't even say yeah. first time list, like long time listener, first time caller. Obsessed. Well, she, you know what? I actually want to circle back around and thank her for really respecting the two minute um, limit, which some Big people time. who work on the podcast didn't even care about. <laughs> oh. um, okay, so on this email. Hey, Mitra and Joel, love the pod. Also, giant fan of both your stand-up. I think I finally have a problem that demands your attention, please. So I'm a 27-year-old guy who is currently quarantined with his 26-year-old girlfriend and her roommates who are also dating. I'm a recovering alcoholic and 15 months sober. Congrats. I'm truly lucky to be supported by my friends and my partner, and I know that they care and love me, but all of them drink. It's not every night, and it's not all the time, but there's nowhere I can really escape to since all of us work in the service industry and have lost our jobs. We've all talked about this before, and overall, I'm, I've only come close to sipping once and I've started attending Zoom AA meetings, all that shit. Since I can't drink and there's no place for me to really run, I've been diving deeper into my other addiction, which is sex, mainly porn, including OnlyFans. It started out pretty tame, but I went kind of went off the deep end and recently because she mentioned that one of her friends and former coworkers, someone I also know and have hung out with, recently started an OnlyFans. That night I found it and subscribed to her page and honestly have been dropping serious coin on it. My girlfriend knows about my sex addiction and has been incredible to me in the past, but I really feel like I've crossed a line now. My question is, is this a breach of trust? Would this be the same thing as cheating? Granted, it's anonymous because the other person doesn't know that I am following her on her page, but is hiding this damaging my sobriety and my relationship. My girlfriend and I have been together for almost two years, and I would never consciously do anything to ruin this relationship. Have I gone too far? Should I tell her? Holy shit, I hope you both read this. Also, I love you, and thanks. Sorry, only one of us read it, but Mitra heard it. Okay. I did hear, so, and I, I was listening, and I was I was reading along. So, um, so what do you want to name this person? This person. Um, um, he's addicted. Um, he will I lose my dignity? That's what. That's the song that came into my head when I when I was reading. Yeah, because Roger was an addict. So, um, um, so we just called Roger person, from Rent. Roger from Rent. So Roger from Rent. <laughs> Actually, I get real Roger from Rent guy vibes from this guy. I bet he would. That's how who I would cast him in. And I think I, there are two different questions. There are sort of two separate things I think we need to address in this because I don't think that it's cheating what he's doing. I do not think because like this, it's like it's not like he's like looking at like one of those websites that posts people's like revenge porn or nudes without their consent. Like 
she the girlfriend like as he states like knows that he watches porn this is porn it is like a little bit different but i don't think that is the problem i think it is like if he thinks that this is stemming from like his addiction and is is damaging the relationship the fact that he's asking the question is what brings to it me into territory that i is, think yeah i, I think see. like him sending this email to me makes it clear that this is something that would make his girlfriend uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that he knows that um mm-hmm. because i think if it were like like oh it's like if, if this was something that was like hot to your girlfriend or that she felt ambivalent about i don't think it would even be a question if it were like oh my god like my friend is so hot like we let's watch her stuff or something like that like there's a version of this that i think is like totally fine but i think if you have guilt about it then there there is something there whether it's i mean and it could just be like y- you projecting or me projecting hearing it but i i do feel like you like I think we've said this a lot on the podcast, but it's like you know you when know. you've yeah. crossed the line, and and I I agree that I don't consider this cheating, but it is certainly in an area that I think like like if you know I I think if if I found out that wit was like like I don't know how I would feel, but I I don't think I if you're feeling weird about it, then you're doing something weird. I guess is yeah the, the point. I, you you there's always a gray area, and I think you know that you've entered it, and I and I think like. It is like such a, because here's the thing is that I think that that's part of what he likes, honestly. I think it's exciting, probably. It's exciting, yeah. And I think that that is, and you know, we talked jokingly, but like in this time, like you and I are both sort of like in order to excite ourselves and feel something like you're drinking and I'm smoking weed, you know, Mm -hmm. and like he does not have that. And like, thank God we do. You know, and I don't mean to rub it in, Roger, but like, thank God. But like, it, but it I, is. I, I and so, like, I think that that's the, the heightening of it, the fact that it's a friend of hers and that all of that together is like what he is scratching. So, I think, like, if you're addressing your addiction vis a vis alcohol with Zoom A meetings, I think maybe now is the time to address this in a different kind of meeting because I know that there are, you know, Mm-hmm. sex addicts and, and like and 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 if it's working the thing is, is it sounds like you've been honest with your girlfriend up to this point about that part of you and so i don't know why you would stop now unless there's you a, know that you're doing something yeah that would make her feel uncomfortable and it's like ultimately like the internet is a place with like a lot of people and a lot of a lot of there are a lot of people on only fans and i just think you can prop like you can probably like i'm sure part of it is just that it's like it feels like illicit in some way mm-hmm. like it well it's cool it's cool when you see someone in real life and then you see them in porn i get that but it's horny yeah i totally it's get it's how way this better. i totally get how this would be hot but i also get like that why it would make some like would make your girlfriend mm-hmm. feel weird and yeah. it sounds like something that probably would just based on the way that your email is written. So I think I, I, but I also think like, I don't, I think my advice would be to stop watching it because it is clearly something that is a making you uncomfortable and B sounds like it would make your girlfriend uncomfortable, but I don't think that you need to disclose it to her. Yeah. If you want to continue doing it, you do. If you just want to stop, you don't. That totally, totally agree. And I would like to propose a new name for Roger. Yes. I think we should call him. One fan glory. <gasps> I was just thinking about one song glory and trying one to think of fan glory. glory. Well, one I, fan glory. I can't whole. sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, and we've done um, it again. And now I think, wow, we did it. We're at the end. We've got our last call. Wow. Uh, do we need to take another break, Dane? Great. Okay. Then let's just roll right. Nevertheless, into this last call. nevertheless, we will persist. N- nevertheless. <laughs> Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, I love you as separate entities and together. Da 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 da. Okay, um, perfect. I can't this message because I'm having trouble with kind of a person that's in my core four friend group right now. Um, so there's a lot core of like four. general mining oh and talking about people we're interested in, and one of the people in our group has like a share drive slash Pinterest board of like all the people he's into and oh he is a white gay male. And it's coming 
cause for effect. Very obvious <laughs> to me that he is definitely like racist when it comes to love. Like this Pinterest board is ninety percent like just white dudes, and then the ten percent is all like only like paler East Asians. No black, no Latinos, no brown or Asian people. And I'm trying to figure out a way to kind of confront him about that because he was kind of added later into the core four. So basically the other three people, me and the other two people in the group, all high school friends. They met him when they went to college together. So all three of them became friends, and now he's kind of in my group. But it's like, uh, I don't, you know, as a black person, I'm, like, not happy with racism, you know? <laughs> so help me. Thanks. Um, so I love, that, I love that this is a core four, and this is a classic Miranda-Charlotte sort of conflict that you'd see on the show. Because having a Pinterest board of all the guys you're into, that is a, that is a Char move, if I've ever heard one. Um, yes. So what do we and now I understand, gentleman? because I have watched almost all of Sex in the City in the time of quarantine. Congrats. Isn't it great? I've never um, seen it before, and I cry every time there's a moment of the women supporting each other, because I miss my friends so much. <laughs> 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 Anytime, like, one of them fucks up at an event, and the other three, like, stand up and clap for her anyway, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Um, well, what show, so what should we call this person? Um, so, so we know that this person, there's a, there's a Pinterest thing. There's mm -hmm. a core four thing. And this person does not like racism. Pick four, pick two, pick, um, mm, Miranda. I mean, is there a rent angle here? I mean, it sort I of sounds racking my brain. <laughs> La vie, um, Bo, him. <laughs> that doesn't really connect to the call at all. That's just what I, I wished um, it did. La V um over like so we like, sort of or over oh, the moon. The moon. Uh <laughs> now we're just naming rent songs. <laughs> <laughs> um uh voicemail <sighs> um <laughs> number one. Um because that is a track, if you recall from the Broadway. Um, of course. No day but today. Um, no um, gay but white gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I did it! Good job. No gay but white gay. Um, amazing. We really almost did all rent themed names, and that. And, and I, I, you know, I, I, if if we had more time and more bandwidth, we would go back. But we, but won't. we can't. Yeah, we I'm can't. sorry. We will never go back and correct any mistake we've ever made. As, as we invite you stated. to suggest what we could have called all these other people, but yeah. of course, we will not do it ourselves. <laughs> so here is the tricky. This is a tricky call because here, and I feel like it's weirdly something that is discussed in the gay community or is made subject in the gay community a lot more than the straight community. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like. Racial preferences in dating. Like, have you ever had like a, a straight up real conversation about racial preferences in dating as a woman of color? Um, like, do I, guys I on Tinder, when you were back on Tinder, do they say like only interested in white girls or like not interested in X? I was never race? really on Tinder. I was never like, I never really online dated. Um, mm. But I, I will, I mean, it was a much bigger deal for me when I was in Ohio for sure. I mean, just the amount of people who were interested in me was much lower, I would say, when I was living there. Um, but um, I, th I think it's more a thing of like being sort of fetishized, like yeah. like that, like that's more the that's feeling more that I get yeah. now is like, or and even in Ohio or like wherever I go, it's sort of like this feeling of like you being exotic or you being different, wanting to know where you're from, thinking it's so beautiful that I have like hail right. from the Middle East. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, it's weird. I think I'm. I wonder if it's because. Um, cis men are sort of like socialized to be more business-like in itemizing like our sexual like wants and needs and stuff like that. So like we do see on the apps, like a lot of like only in the white guys or whites and Latinas only, or really into Asia. Like there's a lot of specificity it does, it does in that. It does seem to be discussed more within the, in gay the community, gay, just yeah. from my experience. Like I haven't, I have not among my friends. I mean, there's certainly like an acknowledgement of yes. like racism in online dating, but 
I would say but even, people are much even, more confident sharing their racial preferences, it seems, like in, in the gay community. The gay community. Uh, I think like Asian men, certainly and straight Asian men um, are, are also aware of this. And I think black women are also aware of this, I, you know, uh, straight. I, I've heard that sort of discussed because, you know, famously that city came out and with OkCupid that said that mm-hmm. black women and Asian men were sort of at the bottom of like the least responded to. So like, yes, um, this is a, a, an issue that exists across. This specific case is tricky because here's the thing. I don't think your friend has done anything necessarily intrinsically or aggressively racist here by omitting whether consciously or like i guess it's you have to suss out whether it's conscious or unconscious because unless this guy unless you've had a conversation with this guy where he was like yeah i just um i'm not attracted to guys who aren't white or x or whatever he has on his fucking goofy as pinterest board because the thing is is like all of us western society has colonized all of our desires and taught us to you know for by and large that certain features are more attractive and that's not necessarily something that a lot like i don't believe that you can change what you're attracted to necessarily i think you can be aware of like where certain attractions come from here's the thing i love all i love to fuck all sorts of different races i love all the races i love i love it i love it it's like the tower of babel is what they call my dick um (laughs) well it's like what you know, it's like love is love is love is love, which is a is phrase love. that I invented. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I get in, but here's the thing, and I I'm so uh, sympathetic to like seeing and being surrounded by men who sort of by omission um, leave me out, and like I get that that hurts, but I also think that like unless he has like preferences, like because my thing my thing has always been with regard to like no Asians is that like you do not need to be attracted to me but by you saying I am not attracted to x race you are implying that everyone in that race looks exactly the same and you can know without seeing everyone that you will not and that is intrinsically racist that doesn't sound like what that's what's happening is that he's sort of like Dada has like thrown a bunch of guys up on a board and they all happen to be white which is likely stems from the like previous colonization of desires that we were talking about, but is not like something that he can necessarily control. And so maybe, you know, have the conversation be like, Hey, I noticed that all these guys are white. Have you ever dated a black guy or have you ever dated a person of color? And like, that might start an interesting conversation that you can have with your friend. And that might bring you closer. I would not open with you are racist for this Pinterest board because I don't uh, think yeah, that's what's I mean, going I, on. I think it also like, for me like it's like how much energy do you want to put into this person it's like is this a person that you care about deeply then like i think it's worthwhile to have a conversation about that i've certainly like had those kinds of conversations with friends um but if this is a person that is sort of it's hard i I know that there's like the core four but it like definitely this person seems to have been added later and be like the least meaningful to you so like is this a thing that is this a conversation that is worthy of your valuable time yeah. Um. And I think that's a conversation I'm constantly having with myself is like seeing a seeing a behavior that I don't like or that I deem to be problematic, but then being like, but like, could I just like do do I do is this worthwhile? I mean, that's a lot of my t- time in therapy is just being like, do I butt in? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. Often the answer is no, but sometimes it's yes. So and like, like this can be this like this could be a conversation that could bring you closer. Maybe it will reveal things about this person. Maybe they've already thought about this. Maybe you know, like maybe they're mm-hmm. aware. You know, this is there's a, there's a lot we don't have enough context to really know. But like it, there is the possibility. There is room here for this to be an edifying conversation. Unfortunately. I do not think this meets what I consider the criteria to be like, like, like this is certainly he's a victim of structural racism in the way that Western society, everyone who lives and grew up in Western society is. But do I think he's like, sort of like, like conscious of it? I don't think that you have enough, you've given us enough evidence to prove that. And so if it bothers you, if you, if this person is going to probably be in your life for the long haul, because he's a member of the core four, um, then which we love, we which love we the core love, four. <laughs> we love that there's a core four. There should only ever be four. Um, five doesn't work. Five, five wants to be four. Five doesn't um, and work. three wants to be four. You know, everybody three, wants to be Three four. busy Debras begging for a fourth. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There needs to be a fourth Debra. Um, and I've said that. I've been giving that note since the since the inception 
Um, and you haven't <laughs> listened, and that's why your show is a rank failure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all that to say, I think like if you care to have this conversation, I would not couch it and I would not lead with you are a racist. I could, uh, it's certainly an interesting observation to bring up and you can talk about it, but you never know. Like maybe this, you don't know who this guy is fucked. I don't think you have like an, an encyclopedic knowledge of that. Maybe he has, and maybe like, you know, and maybe he'll say something like, you know, I fucked black guys, but I would only marry a white one. And then, you know, <laughs> that's when yeah, the conversation really gets interesting. Send him, send him to jail out yeah. of the, fa- out of, I was about to say the fab four, but it's actually <laughs> the core four. <laughs> the core four. Yeah, no, it's the core four. The four. Um, does that seem fair? Am I bad? No, to me, to me, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to make a it's hard to know just from something like a Pinterest board where you're just putting images. It's like, I would be sad if I saw that collection of images, but I, you know, given if I, if I only had that information about a person, I am you know, who knows what, what else this person has to bolster that. But if I only had that information, I would be like, I would be interested to know what's behind it or like at least examine that with someone that I'm friends with. Yeah, it is fun. I've done I've like I've done the thing where like on road trips, I've taken my friend's grinder or taken my friend's Tinder and we sort of like gone through and I'd be I'd be like, I'd write on this guy and they'd be like, no. And they, you know, we and it is sort of an interesting for any reason, you know, beyond the race stuff. I think like it's interesting to know why. You, you know, what we sort of instinctually move towards and what your friends are sort of um, into in that way. And so, I don't know. I think it's worth having a conversation um, if you care to. But if you don't think you can do it without getting really mad about a person that you don't seem to be super close to, then I would just, I would just leave it. I would just leave it and let him, you know, be Have his four, but two, yeah. two people away. Because <laughs> honestly, it's an indictment of your friends. If you if you really think this guy is a piece of shit, then why the fuck are your friends friends with him? You know, mm-hmm. that's always a question to ask. It's a can of worms. Can but ultimately, five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. We will never stop. Um, which is the, which is the length of uh, an average episode of Urgent Care. <laughs> exactly, and that is the perfect place to now tell you. Um, unfortunately. We're at the end of the episode. <laughs> and if you would like to get a rent theme name, actually, we cannot guarantee that you'll get a rent theme name. We can't guarantee you'll get a good name at all, actually. Please call But you us. will get a name. You will get a name. And you'll hear us and you'll hear our entire process for it. <laughs> um, the, the phone number is 323-334-0371. That's right. I pulled it up this week. Um, and <laughs> our email address is urgentcare pod at gmail.com please remind us that you know who solange is <laughs> thank you for orders. your texts and your i mean your emails and your calls and your tweets yeah, and all that stuff we really and really that was disturbing appreciate you thank and- you dana i hope that your parents want to look at your face soon thank you july thank you ryan thank you everybody at your wolf and especially Thank you, Mitra. Uh, I've done that song before, but you don't know it. So I don't. I guess, and let's sing a song that we both know. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> let's sing a song we both know on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. If I just if I breathe, breathe every little piece of me, you'll see everything is all right. Okay, did not know that song. And but another. Isn't that what you posted? Posted where? You posted Michelle Branch on Instagram. Oh, see, it didn't read as Michelle Branch to me. Devastating. <laughs> <laughs> and another landing stuck. Bye bye. <laughs>